and welcome to another episode of Confessions of a Wee Timmer Spooshy. This is your host, Minion, also known as Rob. So I've had a, a devil of a time trying to put this episode together, um, largely because I don't know what I'm doing. That's probably the one. I, I went out for one of my little treks, uh, walking and recorded a bunch of stuff, but it was a little choppy. I'm not sure if I'll be using that in- information, <laughs> if I'll be using that uh, that material. Um, a lot of things have passed probably since the last time I did record and uh, produce a uh, episode. Let's see now. Well, um, I've got a bunch of messages. Uh, a really lovely one from Colin uh, in particular. Colin, that's Colin Green of Spike Pit RP, RPG, Spike Pit Podcast. Sorry, Colin. Um, and he, he left me a, a lovely uh, like 11 minute long message and I'm going to put that up shortly and I don't think it's necessary to comment on it because I think um, it's just really lots of interesting ideas and uh, you can feel um, a real love and, and uh, awareness of the uh, hobby particularly of uh, Dungeons and Dragons and his concern for uh, you know how it appears to his players and how what kind of time other people are having in his um adventures you know so i'm gonna put that up um after that we've got i think let's see now uh red dice diaries yeah we've got um john of hannah and john's red dice diaries calling in and i'll probably comment a little bit more on that uh later and we've got daniel of bandits keep Daniel has been really kind and uh, been leaving a lot of messages for me recently. Um, and I've been watching a ton of his stuff uh, on YouTube as well as uh, what he's doing on what he's doing on uh, here on Anchor. The guy is just really, really productive. I have no idea where he gets the energy. Um, but again, you know, this is a, a person with a, a real, real kind of um, deep understanding and appreciation for the hobby and he's got so many ideas and I, I really enjoy listening to him so if you've not uh really if, you, if you've not listened to his uh podcast bandits keep on anchor or uh his youtube stuff you know give it give it a shot you know give it a try he's a lovely guy anyway uh let's uh listen to what our friend colin has to say just a quick addendum. Um, Colin's message was not 11 minutes long. That was the total length of all of the messages. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, it was about six minutes. Thank you very much, for Colin. Uh, it was uh, six minutes absolutely packed with loads of great stuff. Thank you. Hi, Rob. Listening to your latest episode... Um and in answer to your question about the the contrast between older systems like BX and uh, newer systems like the current edition 5e, um, yeah, I mean, today is actually the fifth year anniversary since I started playing. RPGs again it was the 6th of June 2016 and the only reason I know that is because I keep a a log of my games my DM's book um, 
normally games that I run, but sometimes games I play in as well. We, we kicked off with Lost Minds of Fandelva using the starter set. I played uh, over 100 sessions of that. But what I've never really done is try to run both the same systems at the same time. I uh, often play in a mix of the both. But in recent memory... I've run mostly 5th edition, but I, I, I have had a spell of playing lighter games, like I sprinkle in some Maze Rats, um, Tunnel Goons, I did some actual recorded plays, uh, and uh, released those, and uh, I, I've played in uh, quite a lot of old school essentials with John Large, Castles and Crusades, Ash... Um, Beck me with uh, Carl Rodriguez and I'm sure there's more that I'm forgetting oh well there's Kalmata BX with Jason Hobbs so quite a lot of um, older games but I've only really run BFRPG I've got to say uh, BFRPG and that was with my home group what I found with that is that I didn't run it massively different to the way I run 5th edition. But what I did find is uh, I've got some younger players, basically my kids, and they they were not so enthusiastic about the old style. Uh, a good deal of that may be down to the way I ran it. My daughter particularly enjoyed the um, henchmen and the way they worked out she quite liked being organised and keeping a list of stuff uh, but they they did seem to enjoy all the uh, the bells and whistles that you get with the um, the newer edition uh, and to be fair that's all just inspirational stuff you know there's nothing stopping you from bringing that into an older style game but if you if if you're if you haven't experienced that and you perhaps you don't realize that or or perhaps I didn't do a good enough job of selling that to my players then they might not immediately think of it the other thing we found was playing through the tomb of the serpent kings we had uh, player fatalities and injuries and things like that, and it it can sort of like slow up play. Uh, the grim and gritty is all well and good, and I'm, you know, I quite like that style of play. But sometimes it can result in that kind of like yo 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 yoing backwards and forwards to the dungeon for for a similar result that you might achieve with a fifth edition party that can just press on. You know, so you might kind of come and go, uh, uh, and with with uh, with old school, you come in and go, and then with a, a newer game, because of the healing and one thing and another, you just sort of you play on. Uh, you've got your your short rests where you can, if you use the um, the healing from 
like rules as written and you're not playing any of the options that make it a bit tougher you've got them hit dice that you can spend to heal up and just push on with the adventure without the the concerns of rolling up new characters um, and we did manage to get quite a few tense moments where people were rolling their you know their death saves and stuff like that and listening to your podcast sounds like you've experienced that as well and I think sometimes just making them you know so um, members of the group hitting the hitting the dirt making them death, death saves that can be enough because they're fully aware that if they all go down then that could well be the end of the uh, the end of the road so I, I I like the um the newer rules. I, I you know, I'm quite a fan of D and D in general, but for me coming back into the hobby, the f- the fifth edition just ironed out a few of the nagging issues that I had with the older rule sets. So I, I um I'm not super well placed to comment more on perhaps the sort of difficulties of trying to run both at the same time. I, I don't know. It, perhaps if if you think there's um, more you'd like me to talk about, let me know and I can try and expand on what I've said. Anyway, um, glad you're trying out 5th edition and it sounds like you're having some fun and... Um, you know, I take my hat off for you, uh, to you for keeping an open mind about it, and you know, wanting to explore it and make your own mind up, man. So, yeah, take care, and I'll catch you later. Hey there, Rob. It's John here from the Red Dust Diaries. Just listening to your Seizing the Dragons Tale episode. I'm a little bit behind on my podcast listening. Been slammed for two weeks at work. Barely had a chance to listen to anything, but I'm working my way back through the many episodes. Very much enjoyed that. Particularly enjoyed your mention of Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay, since that's one of the first RPGs I started out playing. And I very much love the sort of grim dark sort of feel of that and I also want to like segue into role playing from a misspent youth in the sort of like games workshop miniatures war games hobby it made the transition a lot easier for me because I already knew that background and but it gave you more of an opportunity for like role play rather than just the big troop movements so I always enjoy hearing about that and I look forward to hearing more how you progress through the shadows of Bogenhaven take care dude keep up the good work and I'll catch you soon Thanks for that, John. Yeah, I started, well, I started on fighting fantasy and Dungeons and Dragons, really, but I had this really strong uh, connection with Warhammer from a very early time. I remember the, I think it was the first edition, seeing the first edition Warhammer Battle on the shelves of the book, the, the bookstore, the, the toy shop that we used to get most of our stuff from, the miniatures and that, and of course the miniatures. And then the uh, the second edition rule uh, box set came out, which was uh, kind of had this red red sides and a, a horrible kind of grotesque sort of uh, battle scene, very graphic, very vivid, um, but captivating as a as a a preteen. Um, uh, you know, with lots of uh, trolls and uh, goblins, orcs and stuff on the cover, and the 
hero uh, wading through them with his war hammer and yeah i mean i think people uh you, you get things like grim dark and it can be quite off-putting and a lot of the uh, uh iconography that we see in role-playing games um no, not just role-playing games in in a lot of the things i was interested in which like for example heavy metal uh very off-putting um they're you know very sort of uh masculine and uh violent and um there's a lot of sense of oppression and and f- fear and and uh violence and these images um but when you actually play a lot of the games i mean for me like practically playing Warma Battle for example it's very much a game about strategy and i know a lot of people probably uh bulk at playing with those who like strategy elements and uh, so on you know uh, as being maybe overly uh i don't know you know a little bit sort of um how should i say uh use, using meta <laughs> is that the word they use using meta information uh player information to 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 uh to achieve certain outcomes in the game uh for me you know that that's uh really kind of a vital part of gaming and so finding the balance between the in-character information oh there's a falcon just flew down from my we got a, a falcon uh, sorry actually a kestrel hey sweetie got a kestrel i think it's a female kestrel living just above us and she's been landing on our uh, our balcony a, a few times uh recently so anyway Sorry, that drew me away. Yeah, she's beautiful. Flies down there. Sure, it's a female. So, um, uh, yeah, yeah, you know. Um, long story short, I, I, I think um, probably you're better off listening to role play rescues, uh, sort of um, take on different types of gaming style, aren't you? Um, but yeah, I, I do like I do like a lot of strategy, and um, I'm not really interested in in. Uh, min-maxing you know uh, as far as uh, game creation i like very simple game mechanics but i do really like uh, thinking about situations i like planning situations where possible not just combats but also um if you're doing mysteries or something like that if you're doing exploration planning out the logistics of these things really kind of engages me as a as a, a human being you know um and the I guess the character is important but uh, i think the player enjoyment and the, the player enjoyment of their character the player enjoyment um and engagement with the world is always like the, the, you know that's the most important thing you know we're not paid actors anyway uh getting away from the point there yeah grimdark i love it uh it's not everybody's cup of tea but i think um if you try it if you play it uh those who haven't it's probably a um a lot less uh kind of aggressive and and uh and uh, kind of nasty that, than the imagery suggests um it's actually very role play intensive and um you know it's fascinating a lot of psychology and and the you know it's the characters the players obviously the the characters that are driving 
things forward. The character's involvement and the character's involvement in the world. And sometimes they have the power to decide what they can do. And other times they are buffeted around by the winds of fate. Uh, and that's all part of the uh, Warhammer enjoyment. Um, yeah, it's certainly uh, a nice a nice game to uh, switch to if you've had enough of other types of fantasy roleplay such as D&D. Hey there, uh, Daniel from Brandon's Keep. I'm uh, listening to your Chaos Moon episode. Uh, you make a, a kind of a statement which I really agree with and I think it's super interesting and probably one of the core things about OSR, old school, or however you want to say it, uh, play, which is that the players have to decide how far in they want to go. And I think that is one of the things that people need to relearn if they've, uh, if they come from like a five room dungeon or 5e where it's, you know, everything's balanced for them or more modern games where if you're doing, especially a large dungeon, you have to expect that you're going to come in and out. And I mean, I just had this happen with my OD&D group where they literally in character, one of them said, if we have a lot of treasure, we probably should leave. And then they looked and they were like, yes, but probably the best treasure's in there. And they opened up something and got themselves in a whole lot of trouble. So <laughs> that's that's the fun of, of that kind of play, I think. So that's a really interesting point that Daniel raises there, that that it's it's fun. It can be fun, not for everybody, perhaps, but for certain people to sort of have that moment where they have to decide how further, how much further should they should they delve into a dungeon or proceed along that road that they're taking. Um, earlier, you know, Colin Colin mentioned that one of the the benefits of a fifth edition is that you don't necessarily have to return as as early as. An old school uh, party might have to, in in that you know you might have the wizards with certain abilities to regain spells after they've taken a short rest. Uh, characters can regain hit points, uh, particularly you know as they go up levels, they'll they'll have a number of hit dice which they can expend. Uh, they have all these various sort of um, very carefully thought out uh, ways of extending the party's um, uh, longevity within a dungeon, with any given sort of delve, right? one particular delve. Um, but, you know, here, here it, another side of the story, um, both very much valid um, points of view. We have the, the, the excitement of not having enough uh, spells and not having enough hit points. And, and being much more hardly, um, hardly, much more, uh, much more uh, pressed in those, in those respects. And, and that could be frustrating for some and it could be really exciting for others. Um, for myself, I suppose um, the old school essentials ga- game that I run is only a very short two hour slot. And so having the party uh, return to base after pushing their luck, you know, for that two hours, is actually um, really, really a good thing. Getting them, you know, getting them, actually say, you know, we're not going to stay hanging around in the dungeon. We're going to actually return, and it's quite often the case that they have expended a lot of their resources and they do have to return to the surface world uh, back and back to the the hometown. And that plays out really well. Um, I've not had any real problems with the party staying in the dungeon. Um, that has happened. Uh, and so I have recorded 
and you may or may not hear. Uh, but uh, but but it you know it it's uh, it has one of those things. With a longer, if you're doing longer sessions, maybe you do need that sort of ability to absorb a little bit more um, stress, a little bit more. Um, uh, you know, damage before you have to return to the surface. In which case, yeah, I mean, five E could be doing doing those things. And, you know, that's clearly uh, the reason why they've done that. That and I suppose, in order to remove the necessity of having having large. Excuse me, I have been drinking, having larger parties, uh, having having retainers, all that stuff. You know. With 5e, you can throw a lot of that aside and concentrate on the people you're able to get at your table and just having fun. So as far as the mechanics go, I, I don't have the book in front of me, but I, I'm, I pretty much run it the way that you described. With spears and stuff, I don't think it's, as you, know, as you said, it's not really listed in the rules. I kind of play it by ear and the, you know, the players uh, trust that I will uh, be fair, um, but you know, oftentimes I'll allow the second rank spear shots and stuff like that, or spear uh, stabs, I should say. As far as the running away, my understanding of how that works is that if the if the monster got initiative and they decided to run, okay, they would run on their turn, and that's basically all they're doing. So then it would go to the party side, and their movement would happen first. Assuming their movement is fast enough to catch up, they could then attack them at plus two. That's basically how that works. If the players won initiative uh, and attacked already, and then the monsters ran, then they would not be able to chase them and get the extra attack. That's how I run it anyways. And also, don't forget, people, that it's okay to let the monsters run away. And also, I think taking prisoners and... and um, you know, or not even taking prisoners, sort of uh, accepting surrenders and letting people go is uh, a totally acceptable way of... Uh, of interacting with with belligerents, <laughs> you know, um, you, you don't have to murder everything. And in fact, if you feel you have to murder everything, I think the game becomes quite uh, simplistic. You lose a lot of RPG uh, opportunity, role playing opportunities. Um, letting those monsters run away. What I do if 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 the players are entertaining that style of uh, I don't know ethics in in their in their response to other creatures, regardless of alignment, I'll give them similar treatment in return. So I'll have the monsters, you know, take party members as as prisoners. Um, or or as food, <laughs> you know, I, I won't have them being instantly slain. If the party is slaying the monsters all the time and not taking prisoners, then I'll probably uh, give them the same thing back. And so what am I saying here? I suppose I'm saying that, um, you know, return, return good karma. If, if they're doing, if they're playing a certain way and they're playing... A, a more humane style of game uh, and and they don't want to play a sort of a, a game of butchery uh, then, then 
you pay that back to the players in in, the, in terms of having them captured and giving them a chance to be ransomed or escape or whatever, you know. So, yeah, um, fleeing, morale, and all these things, simple as, although it might be, I, I think um, they add really important elements to the game. And possibly, possibly an important, another important factor in there is the fragility of characters. Because I think I have noticed that in the 5e game, um, the players are able to push it a little bit further. And yeah, they're, they're, they're more seem to be more prone um, to to want to exterminate the enemy. Uh, I'm not sure if that's a, a fair assessment of what's happening at the moment, but it, I'm getting that kind of feeling, and I, I'm not sure if that's just me or if that's actually what's happening in play with 5th edition. I think you make a really good point about 5th uh, edition, and the you know it's meant to be played really super heroic and epic and if you go into it with that mindset I think that you can really enjoy it and it can be really fun I find that people that kind of don't enjoy it maybe come into it wanting more of a old school type feel like more deadly as people say and uh, you know less magic and stuff like that but I just don't think that's the system for it like if you're going to play 5e play 5e and go for it you know have these epic super fights and uh, you know totally over-the-top uh, cinematic, as you say, uh, combats. So it sounds like you had a great game. You know, you're making a really good point at the very end of the episode here about uh, how you get into AD&D. I mean, that's how, uh, you know, a lot of people I talk to, right, they started with something else. I had already played BX, so when I picked up AD&D, I just read the books, and it, you know, on, it made sense on some level, right? So uh, I think that's that's really a good point. Instead of dropping people into, let's say, Osric, uh, you know, starting them off with something simpler, whether it be uh, uh, OSE, which would be kind of the what's probably popular right now, or BX itself, or even almost basic, or even original Dungeons and Dragons. Though I, I, that system's really easy, um, but yes, somebody who's never played RPGs before reading OD&D would probably be very confused. So I think BX is probably your, your best bet there. All right, thank you so much to uh, Colin, John and Daniel. Um, loads of great messages there. Really do appreciate it. I mean, it's 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 nice to have other people's voices on the podcast, obviously. And it just gives a lot more flavour to it and a, a variation in the, in the views and the ideas that are forefronted, you know. Even if people are responding to the ideas that I've already put out, uh, they hopefully take it in a different direction, and uh, the viewers get the viewers, the listeners get to uh, listen to another voice uh, and hear a different perspective. So it's really good, and I, I really appreciate that. Uh, just a quick note that uh, Daniel's um, YouTube videos are coming out fast and furious. Um, I tend to watch a lot of them. A yeah, really good one. Recently, has been his episode on retainers and henchmen in role-playing games, and it's something that I've been thinking about a lot recently, and commenting on to others. 
I'll add the, uh, I've added this into the show notes. So thank you to Colin Green of Spike Pit Podcast. Also to John and Hannah of Red Dice Diaries. I'm really looking forward to getting a call in from Hannah at some point, but maybe not. We'll see. Anyway, it's lovely to hear from from uh, from the other half, the better half, the, the worse half. I'm not sure. And of course, thank you to Daniel of Bandit's Cape. Uh, really appreciate you guys. I'll try and uh, make sure I make a comment about your stuff. Uh, maybe I'll add um, addresses in the notes to this show so people can find your stuff a little bit more easily thank you once again thank you to everyone for listening to the show and and thank you for those who you know drop a message or you know send me an email or twit send me a message on twitter that that isn't hate mail and uh yeah thank you so much until next time i wish you all the best of health, uh, mental and physical. And keep enjoying those games. Keep talking to people. Uh, and don't get angry. Have fun. Take care now. Bye-bye.